The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Aging Conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 235 in regards to the Prime Minister's trip to India. I love this text from Jasmine. And uh, Jasmine says, my take on... No, that's not it. Where did it go? There it is. Honestly, Jay Lynn, as an Indian myself, I love how he's embracing the culture and wearing all these outfits with his family. Just saying, is it a bit much? Maybe, but I do love it as far as it looking like a vacation. In India, he's a celebrity. How can he not milk it all in? Ha, 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 says Jasmine. And um, and yes, there, there have been uh, trade deals signed while he has been there about a billion dollars worth so we'll see how that shakes down um and and what it means to our country here in uh the coming uh weeks months uh, years ahead and we'll see what happens again after um he meets with the prime minister of india tomorrow now uh we finally today have had a bit of break in the cold weather here in the capital region but it seems to have been a long cold winter and while we shiver there's some wild weather happening right across north america right now we're happy to welcome back to the show the Senior Climatologist for Environment Canada, David Phillips. Hi, David. Hi, Kaylin. Nice to have you back on the show. Well, thanks for inviting me back. You... I think I brought a breath of a uh, little bit of warmth compared to what <laughs> you've had uh, for this most of this month. I look at the next seven days, and I think, my gosh, there's some rescue uh, temperatures have arrived with you know, temperatures that are single-digit highs. Nice. And, and, you know, maybe even might be able to squeeze out a, a melting temperature in the next week or so. When when we were talking with, with each other through email, you said that you would love to talk to me about frigidary. Has it been colder oh, than normal here? I know, I know. It really, truly has been uh, brutal. But, you know, it, it really, and that's been the toughest month. When you look at December and January, they were, both of them were actually a little bit warmer than normal. I mean, temperature uh, were about two or two and a half degrees warmer than normal, but it's really been February that has really just done people in. I mean, they they feel by the time they get to February, it's the shortest month, and uh, they should be seeing that uh, yeah. the, the daylight is a little longer. But you've had you know only two melting days in this uh, this month, and you normally would see around eleven of those. So mm. temperatures have been probably the coldest in uh, twenty twenty. 25 years for okay. uh, for February um, and uh, but as I say it's it's going to to change I guess it could be worse though I mean we've seen Calgary has had just as cold but they've had three times as much snow as you have uh, and uh, that's a bit of a, of a puzzle for them because often when it's too cold you don't get a lot of snow you've had about 16 centimeters of snow uh, you normally would see about 10 by this time so you've had more than you normally would get but certainly not the 40 almost the 48 centimeters that they've seen in uh, in Calgary. And so it really has been, and, and you know, we're talking about the honest temperatures, Jalen. It's not the, the wind chill mm-hmm. embellish. I mean, we could probably just uh, go much higher, of course, with those. We've seen 
five days when the temperature in February has been below minus 30. And there was one day that just must have been absolutely everybody stayed indoors, <laughs> minus 39.3. One of the coldest uh, moments in, um, in Edmonton's history. I think that was about, uh, that was just after the groundhog saw his shadow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's been tough around Valentine's Day. It did kind of warm up all those warm hearts there. It did give it a, a kind of a melting temperature, but it's very fleeting. It just sort of was there one day and, and gone the next. It's It's been a a rough month for well, sure. Well, certainly the folks that love uh, you know skiing and snow machining and snowshoeing, they've they've loved the snow and they you know folks who embrace winter completely, um, you know I think are a different breed than those of us who at this point are now saying okay you know what it needs to start melting we need to start seeing degree uh, temperatures around zero and we're hopeful that might happen but we know that uh, there there can still be some tricky weather within the next few weeks into March that's for sure out here. No question. You know, that's right. And you, you talk about the people who, who really engage, embrace uh, winter, and I always think that's the best solution to it when you're you're dealing in a country where we are the second coldest and the snowiest country in the world. You know, we can't hibernate and migrate in order to, to get the long season through. I think we have to go out there and embrace it. But I think even for outdoor activities, sometimes when the temperature gets below minus 30, boy, it, it's hard to, to find any kind of... Uh, of uh, goodness, so I guess, and maybe it kills the mosquitoes and the vermins and the varmints and the diseases and the and the the budworm, spruce budworm, or the pine beetle. Though those would be good good things, but um, it is. You, you're right. You know, you get to this time and you think, wow. Uh, sometimes the weather gets very um, wonky, gets back and forth, up and down. The good thing about when the cold, even the cold returns, and we know that's going to happen, uh, but it it usually doesn't last very long. We're we're gaining about three or four minutes a day and you can actually as you commute every day you can actually see that the the sun is a little a little earlier in the morning and that that's always uplifting and um but 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 certainly we can get those kind of days in in march even early april in fact march is is really your second snowiest month of the uh of the year sometimes it just gets uh, warm enough. It holds more moisture in the yeah. atmosphere, and then it dumps as the uh, as the snow. When I look at the total precipitation since September, though, I think there's some good news for um, for farmers and ranchers and backyard gardeners. Uh, we see a, we've had you've had a little, about 15 percent more precipitation than normally if you go back to to last September. But in the last 90 days, it's been down. I mean, clearly that's. But you don't lose your crop in uh, in yeah. uh, in January. And so my, I think the situation in parts of Alberta are better than they are in, uh, in Saskatchewan and, and southern Manitoba, where they're really hurting for the lack of precipitation. David, looking ahead into spring and summer, have you, uh, have you looked at your crystal ball and, and made any uh, you know, long-term predictions for what we can expect this, this summer? Well, we have. Now, if situation, we talked a week ago, I'd be saying, oh, Jay Lynn, it's not the good, best news. We're, you know, you're going to have to be more patient. Uh, what we're seeing is, uh, is the fact that um, uh, the La Nina, that cold water, is hanging on, and it's going to deliver some more, more Arctic air and uh, not enough Pacific air. And, 
And but that's changed now. What we've seen is that this next week coming up, as they say, we were seeing temperatures that are very close to the freezing mark, and and with lots of sunshine. And you know, Jaylin, the real secret about sunshine in the winter time is if you go out there, you can get another eight, uh, seven, eight degrees because we measure temperature in the shade. Mm-hmm. So you walk out there on Jasper Avenue, and then the sunshine, you can actually feel more of that warmth on your on your body than. Uh, uh, than, than you can in January, and that it's a real kind of warmth. Now, what we say for March, we think we have to be a little bit more patient. It's not we're not going to go from slush to sweat. Uh, so you need to uh, to to. And, but again, as I say, those cold bouts are, are often short lived, and uh, and and it's uh, not uh, not long lasting, and they're not as intensely cold. What we say, I looked at the models for. Um, uh, for spring, and they show again normal to just starting a little cooler, and then going into a little bit warmer than normal in March into April. And then the good news, the the, the really the, the the March, April, May, June, if we look at that totally together, is showing actually to be warmer than normal. So my sense is that uh, you know it's not as if you're going to have to be. Uh, you're going to pay for the, all this cold weather. I mean, my gosh, it, nature doesn't work things out that way. But at least our models are seem to suggest that it's going to be a, a warmer than normal uh, sort of middle to late spring and into the summer. Very nice. Now, I was I've been fascinated to watch what's happening. Well, so, you know, southern Ontario with the flooding and and you yeah. know some of the awful stories that are coming out of there, and certainly through you know the United States right now. I was reading about Denver having a wild temperature spring or swing over a couple of days last week. Uh, yesterday in New York, it was almost 80 degrees, 75, no. 80 degrees. It really is. I mean, we live in a huge country, Canada, and the temperatures in one part of the country can be so different than the other. We've seen in where where I live here, I mean, you just don't know what misery you want. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, it's warmed up, but then for people being evicted from uh, almost out of their homes because of the fact that they, they've had to evacuate them because of the Everything's moving much faster. Something you might see more in the in March and April, and, um, and we've had some terrible floods here in the east uh, uh, last year. There's some worry that there's going to be a repeat of that. I think that certainly, I always think, well, if you get your kind of melting earlier, then maybe you can. Uh, you're, you're not going to go from where you have lots of snow sitting on the ground. You get those spring rains, and you really get a flood kind of a, of a situation. But no question about it. Um, that it's uh, sometimes it can be too warm uh, in in some part of co- uh, the country and then just too cold in the 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 other i got a a call from the bbc today <laughs> and they they wanted to know what because they were getting some cold weather tomorrow minus four they wanted to know <laughs> what does it really feel like when you get cold and i said well you know let me let me try edmonton on you when it's minus 32 and people complain about square tires or that you can uh, uh, you know you can hear conversations uh, two kilometers away because the sound carries uh, uh, better, but they think they've been done in with a minus four, minus minus five. Uh, That would be rather balmy for us. This was interesting, and I was wondering if you might be able to explain it to me. And I was was, um, reading about dramatic temperature changes within, you know, days or a day or within hours. And the one that I I pulled out that I I had mentioned about Boulder and Denver, uh, they reached 69 degrees Fahrenheit on Sunday. And 
then on Tuesday, it was down to minus three. So they're talking about this 72-degree drop, which was tied for the eighth biggest, biggest swing ever noted in a period of two days or less out there. And uh, and then I started Googling these wild um, temperature s- swings. That's nothing compared to some of them that have happened uh, through North America. Well, that's right. And, you know, Denver is kind of like Chinook country. Okay. I mean, the kind of temperatures where you get, um, you know, that, that winter can turn into spring or vice versa. We see that certainly in the southern part of your province, where I have seen in Pincher Creek, for example, temperatures that could be uh, in degrees C, you know, minus, uh, minus 32, and then it's up to plus 3. <laughs> uh, and so, and, and a Celsius, uh, that, that's pretty impressive. And um, so it, it's, it's often, of course, it's where that that air comes over the mountains and Denver it's the same situation the the Rockies and it just descends onto the prairie and it uh, is like uh, like uh, you know pumping your bicycle uh, yeah. tires up it just compresses the air and it's it's very warm and uh, and it has it's just people often are uh, uh, just amazed at the temperature swings but it's also at the same time you can have the humidity changes where you're going from something that's more moist to, to bone dry mm-hmm. and then of course also the strong winds that accompany that so uh, so it, yeah these, these temperature swings can be uh, can be certainly quite dramatic before we let you go I need to know what's the latest with your calendar well, you know, we, we uh, the calendar is, is out uh, for this year, but you know, Jaylen, I think uh, that's it. Oh, I, really? 30 years for <laughs> it. Um, I think of all of the thousands and thousands of stories, and uh, and I, I've just sort of, not that I've got tired of it, I've just uh, run out of information, and so I think this, this year was really the, the final year for it. Oh, so it's a collector's item. I need to go find it then. There that's it what is. I have to and do. <laughs> I'll send you one, Jaylen, so that you have one, too. Thank to you remember. so much. Thank 30 you. years of those calories made millions of dollars for the Canadian government, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel I've removed a bit of the deficit in this country. <laughs> yeah, so when, when the time comes for retirement, you remind them about that, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay, David, I will. Always great talking to you. Thank you for taking the time, David. You're so welcome. Thank you for your interest. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. That's David Phillips, the senior climatologist from Environment Canada, as far as I'm concerned. It's concerned the guy that makes weather fun. Love talking to him. You're welcome because you're going to be singing it all day. I had to, you guys. Not only is this National Margarita Day, <laughs> it is also the uh, the anniversary of when Millie Vanilli, you remember those guys, Millie Vanilli? They won the Best New Artist Grammy. So you think that maybe they might have done a little bit more research into that my goodness just watching the videos today you could tell that something wasn't quite right so it was a bizarre one um the national academy of recording arts and sciences wish they could take back this one but there was the one that they actually did the best new artist grammy was uh, awarded to the famously fraudulent dance act millie vanilli so the competition that night we're going to be playing some of their music throughout the afternoon included uh, do you remember nena cherry uh, buffalo stance 
Uh, Indigo Girls, Closer to Fine, Soul to Soul. And then remember Tone Loke with Wild Thing and Funky Cold Medina. And I don't think you can play either of them on the radio anymore. But, I mean, boy, did we dance to those in the 90s. These tunes were huge. I don't know where you were dancing, but I was in Thunder Bay dancing at O'Toole's to this every Thursday, Friday night. Um, so, yeah, so the Millie Vanilli, their debut album, Girl, You Know It's True, sold 14 million uh, units and uh, five hit singles. And then we know what happened that um, a short while later, in November of the same year, the record producer revealed that he had fraudulently put the names and faces of the gorgeous but talented talent-free uh, Rob Pilatus and Fab Morvan on the dance records he was creating in his studio using less aesthetically gifted real musicians. Four days later, the Grammy Award was withdrawn, and then we know what happened to the two guys in Millie Vanilli, what happened with their life and that downhill spiral that resulted, but gave me a chance to play Millie Vanilli, Buffalo Stance, and closer to fine today, and I'm planning on doing that. A quick break here, and we'll tee up the next hour afterwards. I didn't know this. The same guy that was the producer behind uh, Millie Vanilli, it's the same producer behind Boney M. Didn't know that. Thank you. That was uh, from Trevor, and there's questions about uh, about how real at times Boney M was. So, um, because the lead vocals for songs on Boney M albums in the 70s were sung by Farian, by Frank Farian, the producer, Marcia Bennett and Liz Michael, or Mitchell, who quickly became synonymous with the group, but uh, Frank didn't like to go out in public, so they got other people. Uh, JJ here, 80s teenager, and I still hear Tone Loke on certain stations. Love the 80s music, though it's hard to find nowadays on regular radio. You're right, it is, and that's a bit of a bummer. I agree with you completely, JJ. Okay, um, we'll take a break here for the 3 o'clock news. On the other side, Guys, do you cry? How often are you willing to do it? Do you feel you can't because culture has said, no, you shouldn't? Want to talk with that uh, about that with Brad, my producer, uh, between 3 and 3.30, get your input. And then from 3.30 to 4, family goes to desperate measures to try and find a kidney donor. We'll have all the details coming up. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.